Down goes the horned frogs of TCU. Yeah. The West Virginia Mountaineers upset your runner-ups in the national championship game. 24-21. Heck of a 24-21. Game. We're going to talk about it more. I am elated, ecstatic, jacked up all on Mountain Dew. Woo! Woo! Uh it's a great weekend to be a mountaineer wherever you may be. It is uh it is not a great weekend for uh New Orleans and Louisiana sport uh sports fans. The uh the LSU Tigers lost um after Ole Miss. I I'll talk louder here in a bit. You don't need to adjust the volume. I just need to get my point across. Um LSU gave up twenty one points in the fourth quarter. I am not elated. In fact I am very, very upset. But we'll get to it. We will get to it, and uh, and just like that, uh, and and just like your drink, we have a little bit of mixed uh, mixed feelings going on, <laughs> on the <this> show. <laughs> we have a little bit of mixed feelings going on, on the show here, Cole. Uh, with that, I'm Owen Spelnick. My name's Cole Connor, and this is the Panther Pod. I figured you'd like that one, Cole, with the. Uh, the, the mixed feeling there. Yeah, it got a pop out of me. <laughs> got a pop. <laughs> I popped. All right. <laughs> um, looking at the AP poll first. Not a lot of change. Not in the top seven. No, but there is quite a bit of change, isn't there, Cole? <laughs> One team in particular fell 10 spots. Oh, they fell 10? Oh, are they still ranked? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hey, you remember what I said about uh <laughs> You remember what I said about Bama and LSU uh last week? Yeah. <laughs> Even more applicable this week. Yeah. Yeah. Um starting Only things off. Balls. Okay, anyways. Starting things off. Number one, no change after a close win over Auburn. Uh number one is Georgia. Number two is Michigan after they stomp Nebraska forty five to seven. And number three, Owen. Horns down. Uh, Texas 5-0 after they stomped Kansas. Uh, number four, uh, Notre, our, oh man, I almost said Notre Dame. That's who they played after before their bye. Number four is Ohio State. They are 4-0 on a bye this week. And number five is Florida State also on a bye this week. Uh, coming in at number six is Penn State after they beat Northwestern. They are 5-0. Number seven is Washington. They are also 5-0. Oregon is 5-0 and after coming off their win against Stanford this week. They come in at number eight. Number nine is USC 5-0 and after beating Colorado 48-41. to uh, No defense whatsoever for the uh, for the Trojans out it's there. It's the Pac-12. What do you expect? Yeah. Uh, and then rounding out the top ten is Notre Dame 5-1 and after they beat Duke 21-14. to uh, Number 11. Is Al-a-bama. 
Four and one after they beat Mississippi State forty to seventeen. Huh? Anybody can do that. Uh, number twelve is Oklahoma. They moving, just, not everybody can beat the second Mississippi team. I would if I had something that I could throw at you that wouldn't sorry, cause long term damage. I'm just kidding. I, I'm just kidding. Um, I would. I apologize. I, I apologize. Thank you, Jay. Uh, shout out JTC. He's in the booth with us tonight. Dub booth. Dub booth. Applause. Applause. Number 12 is Oklahoma, uh, moving up two spots after they beat Iowa State 50-20. Number 13 is Washington State, coming off of a bye. Mm -hmm. 14, UNC, again, bye. They moved up one spot, even in the bye week. Number 15, your Pac-12 champs. Uh, the mighty Oregon State Beavers, four and one, moving up four spots after beating Utah twenty-one to seven. We'll talk about that. Number sixteen. Eh, we're also going to talk about this. Number sixteen <laughs> is the Rebs of Ole Miss, four and one after coming off their win against LSU, fifty-five forty-nine. Ooh. Uh, number seventeen is four and zero oh, Miami. Okay. Miami. Um, number eighteen is Utah. They're four and one after their loss to Oregon State. Number nineteen is Duke after their loss to Notre Dame. Only falling two there, so not too bad. And then rounding out the top twenty is the Wildcats of Kentucky after beating previously ranked number twenty two Florida. They are five and zero. Oh. Number twenty one, who we play this week, <laughs> uh, the mighty Mizzou Tigers. They are five and zero, oh, up two spots over. They beat. V- they moved up two because they beat Vandy. Anybody can beat Vandy. That doesn't deserve a. Anyway, all right, sorry. Uh, they beat Vandy thirty eight to twenty one, and somehow the AP poll decided that that was worthy for them to move up a few spots there. Uh, twenty two, four and one, uh, Tennessee, falling one spot. After they beat South Carolina 41 to 20. 23, we'll talk about it more in depth, is your LSU Tigers, the only two loss team in the top 25. As I stated last week, no reason for us to be there. Um, we should be off of the top 25 at this point. There are better teams in the nation than us. I'm not going to plug WU. I love you. I'm not going to play. LSU would destroy West Virginia, even this year. Um, LSU falls 10 spots after. Just like Ole Miss destroyed that defense. <laughs> mm. All right, moving on. 24th, uh, Fresno State, 5-0, and uh, up one spot after they beat Kent State, 53-10. to And rounding out the top 25 is Louisville after they beat the NC State Wolfpack, 13-10. to uh, others receiving votes. Maryland receives 81 votes. Uh, Kansas State receives 44. Texas A&M receives 31. UCLA receives 19. Tulane receives 8. Woo! Air Force receives 7. Wisconsin receives 6. Clemson receives 5. And none other than the West Virginia Mountaineers, <laughs> the now 4-1 West Virginia Mountaineers, receive 5 votes. Kansas receives 3. JMU, go Dukes. Go Dukes! We get a loud barking from the from Dubuff. Oh, oh, oh. 
JMU, James Madison receives three, and Colorado receives one. Go Buff. Go Buff. All right. Starting things off this week for us, we're going to go into our recap, and then um, we'll get into our individual teams. Uh, Starting things off, the Louisville Cardinals, 5-0, in conference. Beat the NC State Wolfpack thirteen to ten. NC State falls to three and two on the season. Hey, <laughs> know what that's like? Um, and one and one in conference. Jake Plummer didn't look too hot. Um, he Jack went. Plummer. Oh, Jack Plummer. Excuse me, Jack Plummer. I was thinking about the other quarterback. I already fumbled the bag. You wow. look like Jaden Daniels running the ball. <laughs> Uh, 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 uh. I love you. I love you. Uh, It's fine. I love you. Jack Plummer, 21 for 35, 286 yards passing, one touchdown, two interceptions for a QBR of 36.5. However, Brendan Armstrong, he is on the downslide for the Wolfpack. Um, 13 for 25, 112 yards passing, no touchdowns, two interceptions for a QBR of 13.7. The only touchdown for the Wolfpack was scored by Dybert Mims III, who had four carries for eight yards and a tutty. Brennan Armstrong led the team in rushing with 17 carries, 61 yards, and no touchdowns. Uh, for the Cardinals, Jawar Jordan had 16 carries for 32 yards and no touchdowns. No rushing touchdowns in this game for the Cardinals. Um, I think this was a good showing out for... Actually, you know what? No. This wasn't a good showing out for any team here. Both teams exposed that they have bad quarterbacks. And... um. NC State needs to open up their playbook a little bit at this point. Maybe consider bringing in somebody in the transfer portal in the offseason to replace the QB play of Brendan Armstrong at this point, which I think he's a senior anyway, so it won't matter. Yeah, he's a senior, so he's done there. Um, NC State, you need to work on your defense, and you don't need to throw two interceptions and have – three total turnovers on the day. You also really need to work on your total yardage, only producing 201 yards when you had the ball for right at half of the game. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't a case of Louisville dominating the play clock. NC State had 201 total yards in 28, 57 minutes, or 28 minutes, 57 seconds. Uh, Louisville, in that same, almost same time frame, 306 you, yeah, you got dog walk there. Um, and penalties as well. Ten yeah. penalties for eighty-eight yards. Both teams had ten penalties. NC State at eighty-eight for ten penalties for eighty-eight yards, and uh, Louisville had ten penalties for eighty-one yards. Overall, not not a good, not a <clears throat> not a clean game, not a not a pretty game by any means. But Louisville was able to walk into Raleigh and get the job done for they the Cardinals. Sold out Raleigh, sold out Raleigh. Yes, yes. Brendan Armstrong. Don't know what's going on with him, but he does not look like the quarterback that he was when he was at UVA. Um, some concerns there for the Wolfpack. I thought he would light it up. Devin Leary did wonderful for them last year. He's doing great over there at Kentucky right now. Um, but you know, I. I 
just not working out for some reason up there at the Wolfpack. So we'll we'll see how that, we'll see how that progresses here for the for NC State as they move on throughout the season. Uh, moving on to a much more fun game to talk about because we both get to get a little bit more hype. Uh, the Oregon State Beavers, the 19th in the country ranked Oregon State Beavers, four and one, one and one in conference. Defeat the Utah Utes 21-7. Oregon State stormed the field. As they should. At, they deserved it. As they should. They are your, uh, they are your, my pick this year for Pac-12 champions. Not only did Oregon State play complimentary football, mm-hmm. great offense, they also played just complimentary football on the defensive side. 358 yards total offense, but was able to shut down and hold the Utah Offense, offense, mind you, under 200 yards. The most, arguably, the most explosive offense in college football. One, one of the most grittier, one of the one of the more explosive offensive. Obviously, you have Colorado and USC right. and Oregon and all these other explosive offenses. But, but Utah, on their good days, can't compete with them. 100. percent This was not a good day for the Utah Utes. No. Um, Uh, Nate Johnson, the starting quarterback in relief for Cam Rising, was 8 of 23 for 101 yards. Hey, 8 passes, 100 100 yards. That's not bad. One touchdown. Okay. No interceptions. Bryson Barnes comes in. Uh, He is 5 for 8, 40 yards, and an interception. Um, Honestly, that stat line looks very similar to what DJ Weangle put up. Uh, the team stat line for Utah. So team passing, 13 for 31, 141 yards, one touchdown, one interception. DJ Uyangle, 14 for 25, 204 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception. So very similar stats there. Uh, Adam Childs did come in for that trick play. He was one for one, 23 yards. Looking at the rushing attack, Damian Martinez for the Beavers. 16 carries, 65 yards, and a touchdown. Silas Bolden had two carries for 53 yards and a touchdown. Wild. Absolutely wild. <laughs> um, Utah rushing the ball. Jalen Glover, 16 carries, 58 yards, no touchdowns on the rushing side of things. Um, however, Utah is the clearly more disciplined team in, yeah. this, in this affair. Uh, they only had four penalties for 20 yards. Oregon State have 11 penalties for 100 yards. Yeah, Oregon State should have at least had, like, this should have been a more impressive blowout for the Beavers and yeah. the 100 yards worth of penalties. That, that's about, that's to about 9 to 10, 10 yards per penalty that you're oh, getting. Yeah. No, that's holding, that's offsides. To me, that's miscues. That's miscues, 100%. Yep. Um, Oregon State is clearly does have some work to do still. Yep. But – Incredible win for the Beavers, uh, starting off the season four and one. Um, in did we decide last week, Reeser, Ricer? Uh, Reeser, Reeser Stadium, Reeser Stadium, Reeser Stadium, uh, Reeser Stadium. They had an 86% uh, fan rate there, uh, or attendance, excuse me, uh, 37372 for the Beavers. Nice. Um, I don't know what else to talk about on this game, so let's move on. They are your Pac-12 <laughs> champions. 
they're not mine. They're yours this year. They were mine last. But you year. can I, I, you can t- no, you can I'm, ride my I'm t- coattails. Yeah, you can ride my coattails. I don't I don't care if you ride my absolutely ride my coattails. All I'm saying is, is you stole them from me. So I did. I will say that I did. But I will give you credit. You were you jumped on them a year ahead of time. I think you yeah. jumped the gun. However, you 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 knew what was coming up. You knew what was going on. Jonathan Smith out there in Corvallis leading this. I think last year uh, they had. I think what really was the struggle for Oregon State was just quarterback play. They had everything put together. They just sometimes their starter wasn't doing what he needed to do, and sometimes the backup was doing They were constantly rotating yeah. in and out. And I'm not saying DJ Uyangale is the best quarterback that they have. But I do think is, Damian Martinez makes up a lot of for the uh, poor quarterback play. Not even poor, game-managing quarterback play of DJ yes. Uyangale. Yes, be, 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 be average. Be yeah. average quarterback play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Cincinnati and BYU. Uh, BYU, 4-1, and 1-1 one, one and one in conference, uh, takes down the Cincinnati Bearcats, who fall to 2-3 and 0-2 and oh in, in conference. Uh, not not a, not the best year for Cincinnati. No, but hey, I told you that at the, end of this, yep. at the beginning of this year, and yes, I did pick Cincinnati to pick, the, pick this game, or I did pick Cincinnati to win this game. I knew I, I, like, I felt like I had a gut feeling. I probably shouldn't trust the gut that you know. Some t- that you know gets really nervous just going into work some days. <laughs> you know, probably shouldn't trust that kind of gut. But you know what? It happens. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I shouldn't trust the gut that tells me to hey eat four fud drowns right before you go to bed. But the are they people. double stuff or are they? They're just normal. Just oh, normal. Okay. So we sell the double decker. Fudge rounds oh. and they are so decadent. Oh. It's like the jumbo size. Yes. Anyway, moving on. Anyways, um, <laughs> um, but I, I, I said at the beginning of this year, Cincinnati just, just not looking like Cincinnati. No. Okay. Uh, Emory this Jones. This is not the same Cincinnati team that went to the playoffs. No. Definitely not. No. Uh, um, and this is a, a year removed from the Americans. So. Yes. Yes. This is that you're seeing the effects of a group of five jumping to power five. I think Absolutely. Cincinnati will have Absolutely. some time to rebuild, but like I said, I don't, I just didn't think that move Cincinnati did the best they could with, um, Luke fickle moving on to Wisconsin and Scott Satterfield, uh, you know, coming in there and they're hiring Scott Satterfield. Didn't think it was a great hire, but I think given some time, Scott Satterfield can turn things around. Uh, we saw what he did for Louisville. Arguably Louisville wouldn't be in the position they are right now without Satterfield yep. and his contribution to that team. Um, speaking of contributions, Emory Jones put up quite the contribution for the Bearcats, mm-hmm. 23 for 37, 256 yards, Three touchdowns and one interception. He was also the leading rusher for the Bearcats. Uh, which Jaden Daniels? Uh, 14 carries for 94 yards, which I think right there tells you the kind of day that the Bearcats had when Emory Jones is your leading uh, leading rusher for the team. Corey Kiner did have 19 carries for 77 yards, and Miles Montgomery did have 12 carries for 61 yards. Uh, as a team, they had 47 carries for 242 yards. BYU, however, um, let's talk about rushing attack first. LJ Martin, 16 carries, 66 yards, two touchdowns. Miles Davis, four carries for 17 yards, no touchdowns. So Cincinnati, just a reminder, 47 carries for 242 yards as a team. BYU as a team... 28 carries, 70 yards, and two touchdowns. 
looking at the passing attack, Keaton Slovis, 13 for 24, 223 yards, two touchdowns. Without Keaton Slovis and L.J. Martin, BYU is a dead program. Yes. <laughs> yes. Straight up. Yes. Well, and, and, and here's my thing, too, is if you look at Cincinnati, if you hand me these stats before the game, 419 total, 498 total yards of offense, mm-hmm. 256 of that through the year, 242 on the ground, okay? You, you, you're you averaging nine uh, – you're averaging uh, – you are – Nine for eighteen on third down efficiency. Mm-hmm. You run a total of eighty-four plays. You only punt the ball three times. Now you do turn the ball over twice, but you also dominate the time of possession with thirty-five minutes. Okay, mm-hmm. you look at that versus BYU, who barely had, who had, who had barely under three hundred yards of total offense. Didn't have twenty-five minutes worth of possession. Exactly. Um, Genuinely, red zone offense. Yep. That's what it is. BYU capitalizes getting in the red zone. Cincinnati did not. Red zone offense and penalties. Yep. Cincinnati had seven for 63. And I'm not saying that Cincinnati would have won the game without those 63 yards because, let's be real, they wouldn't have. Um, But BYU was able to stay very, very, very clean uh, going four for 25. Yep. Um, Good ugly win for the Cougars. Very good loss for Cincinnati's offense. Uh, Their defense has so many holes, and like you said, BYU was just able to capitalize in the red zone. And also, we've talked about this too. Sometimes, like playing up in Provo, that presents a new obstacle uh, that represents a new obstacle with the just the the natural elements up there, they're a little bit higher now. They're they're about a you know a mile up in elevation. Yeah, I'm right. A little up. bit hol- a little bit harder th- harder to breathe. A little less oxygen. You know, maybe a little bit cooler up there in Utah in the mountains. Maybe that has some effect on Cincinnati and teams that go in there to play. Um, but I don't know. I've heard I've heard some players say, yeah, it really does affect you. You you get winded a lot faster or a lot quicker. Some players say, no, you don't really notice it. I don't know. I tend to believe that in a change of elements like that, that tends to go to the side of whichever team is playing. You know, like uh, if you go down to Texas and you're up in Cincinnati for a while, it's starting to cool off for a little, little bit there, and then you go down in that Texas heat, that's a little rough. That's a little wake-up call, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it's still 88 degrees and we're bouncing between 60 and 70 here, that's yeah, that could be a little rough there. So I think I think also natural element, natural elements play a factor in this game, um, especially anytime you go anytime you go to the BYU. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you see that e- even with like uh, Colorado, you see that basically anybody on the West Coast. Um, I-, I just feel like where you're playing at such a higher elevation, you know, certain stadiums have their advantages. And I feel like each and every single one either has the altitude issue, has, you know, high humidity in case of Death Valley, um, to, uh, tumultuous weather in some cases. It just it depends. It depends it, on where you're depends. at. It um, depends. But good win for the Cougars. Move on to 1-1 one and one in conference. You now 4-1 and one on the year. So, yeah, good win for the Cougars. Uh, looking forward to it to see uh, how they do for the rest of the year. Um, hope they kind of fall off by the time they get to Morgantown. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Um, hey, Owen. Hey, bud. Mm. 
This one hurts. <laughs> uh, hor- horns, horns, uh, uh, horns down. down, horns down. I Even did with pick the te- win. I did pick Texas to win this game. I did pick Texas to win this game. I need to. Yeah. No. Okay. Um, Jalen Daniels hurt <laughs> again. Out again. <laughs> Aggravated his back before the game. Um, you really, really, really hate to see it. Played good during the game, and then when they needed him most, he vanished. Yep. Um, Just like those Gatorade commercials. Mm. Texas, 40. Kansas, 14. Texas is 5-0, 2-0 in conference. Kansas, 4-1, 1-1 in conference. Um, Texas... At this point, I I think it's safe to say Texas is legit. They're and five that and kills me. Number three in the country. Uh, you know what really scares me? Hmm. Quinn Ewers. Yep. Have you seen this man run? Oh, he is terrifying. Lightning fast. He has lost Lightning so much fast. weight in the offseason. He was so fast. Quinn Ewers. Terrifyingly fast. On... <laughs> Quinn Ewers through the air, 25 for 35, 325 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception. Um, Jonathan Brooks for the Longhorns, 21 carries, 218 yards rushing, and two touchdowns. However, Quinn Ewers on the ground, seven carries for 40 yards and two touchdowns with the lightning fast 30-yard run. Um, good God, man. Just, you, I hate it. I truly hate it for the entire country because Texas is legit this year. I'm, yeah, I'm so terrified. terrified. Uh, Jason Bean, good old Mr. Bean for the Jayhawks. Welcome back. Uh, nine for 21, 136 uh, yards passing. One touchdown. Devin Neal did not produce whatsoever. Eight carries for 45 yards. Daniel Hishaw Jr. was the only one to score for the Jayhawks um, on the ground. Eight carries, 44 yards, and a touchdown there. Um, Kansas kept it close for a while. They made it – actually, they took a one-point lead going into midway through the third quarter – and then Texas scored 27 points unanswered. <laughs> I know what that's like. Um, but, you know, with Texas, it's just a real shame, Cole. They put up 661 total yards of offense. What do we say right here? Those are rookie numbers. Yeah, you got to bump, bump those up. up. Jinx. Uh, 661 total yards of offense, Cole. Dude. 325 passing yards. Dude. <laughs> 336 rushing yards, averaging seven yards a play. This is terrifying. eight yards of play. Excuse me, eight yards of play. This is terrifying. With a defense that shut out an electric Kansas offense, holding them to two hundred and sixty offensive yards. But the most electric part of that Kansas offense was hurt. Yes, I think if Jalen Daniels plays this game, a healthy Jalen Daniels plays this game, we're looking at a much closer box score than forty to fourteen. Agreed. Agreed. However, <laughs> um, this is a sold-out Austin. Uh, Texas covered <laughs> the line, and they uh, w- hit the under as well for the uh, over-under. 
Um, at, at this point, Texas is two and zero, five and zero in the Big Twelve, or two and zero in the Big Twelve, five and zero overall. Um, technically speaking, WVU is your Big Twelve champs right now because Oklahoma and Texas, SEC. Hey, um, Cole. Actually, we'll get to it later on. Okay, I just, I just wanted to point. I just saw that, so I was just, I wanted to throw you a bone there. Um, heck of a game for the Longhorns. Horns down still. Horns down for sure. Jay, put your horns down. Don't put them up like that. Not in this household. I'm not going to simmer down. Like the booth is being corrupt right now. Um, this I. I don't know what else you want me to say on this game. This was an absolute domination for the Longhorns, and I hope Jalen Daniels' back gets better. Um, yeah, uh, Texas, 33 first downs compared to Kansas' uh, 11. Kansas couldn't convert on third down. They couldn't convert on fourth down. Um, they had only had three penalties for 20 yards, rather clean game for both teams. Um they had the ball for 18 minutes, 18 and a half minutes. Texas had the ball for almost 40 minutes. Yep. Um, just just absolute domination on the side of Texas here. Um, horns down horns all the down. way. I I hate that I picked them, but oh gosh, it just makes you feel dirty. It does. It does make it does make me feel dirty. Simmer down, Booth. Simmer down. Simmer down. Simmer down. Oh no 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 no. no we're no, about no. that. No, we're about to throw down right here on the podcast. Simmer down, Booth. Uh, horns, horns down. down. Um, moving on from that game, because if we talk about Texas anymore, I'm going to be a fight and there's a fight (laughs) and there's a fight in the Panther pod. Um, you want to talk about horrible having an 83% chance to win the game. And I know I'm setting myself up for a bit later on having an 83% chance to win a game in the fourth quarter and losing by a touchdown. (laughs) Oh, Mm. Oh, man, you hate to see it. You do. You really um, do. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish go to... Oh, God, I'm blanking. Durham, Durham, North, Durham Thank North you. Carolina. I'm so sorry. I lived there for 12 years. Um, Fighting Irish travel to Durham, and they hand the Blue Devils their first loss of the season. 5-1 and one, Notre Dame, 4-1 and one, Duke. 21 to 14 was the score. Um, good game for the Irish here. Yes. Sam Hartman does not get in the end zone. However, Audric Esteem makes up the difference for the fighting Irish. 18 carries for two touchdowns and 81 yards on the ground. Riley Leonard, 12 for 27 for the Blue Devils. 134 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception. Sam Hartman, 15 for 30, 222 yards passing for the Irish. Jordan Waters for Duke, uh, while not being the leading rusher, that goes to Riley Leonard, 18 carries, 88 yards for him. Jordan Waters, 13 carries, 45 yards, and a touchdown, the only Blue Devil to score on the ground. Um, This was a very good game for the Irish. And a very, very, very unfortunate game for the Blue Devils. This game could have gone either way at so many different points. 
Uh, Notre Dame coming up big with that fumble recovery in the fourth quarter to get the drive. And th- and that's that's what happens. Duke loses the turnover battle. They get an interception and a fumble. Uh, you know, they played a clean game, only two penalties the entire game. Um, they are able to convert on third down, 6 or 15. They were able to convert on fourth down, fourth down when they went for it. They put up decent offensive numbers. Just it, dom- it didn't dominate, but had just won the time of possession battle. And you know, for for Duke, I think I think right there, it's just those you lose the turnover battle, mm-hmm. and more times than not, if you get tur- two turnovers, more times than not, you get about ninety percent chance of winning that game. Um, and these these two these two teams really went head to head. It's almost like Notre Dame should be in the same conference as them, but you know that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Um, Todd Polino for the Blue Devils also missed two uh, field goals. That is your six-point swing to k- take this game from a 21-20 game to a 21-14. Uh, that being said, Spencer Schrader also missed one for the Irish. Uh, but they were able to hit two and then come away with that two-point conversion to seal the deal. Um, good game for the Irish. I think this game lived up to all expectations. Uh, unfortunately, Riley Leonard did come away uh, with a high ankle sprain after this game, so he will definitely be missing some time, uh, probably three to four weeks, I'd say, for the Blue Devils. Hope he gets well. Moving on. Hey, Owen, I'm never listening to my gut again. <laughs> we had this exact same we conversation We have the exact earlier. same feeling. Yep, 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 yep. Um, South Carolina got stomped. <laughs> Dominated. Tennessee won forty-one to twenty. Tennessee improves to four and one, one and one in conference. South Carolina falls to two and three, one and two in conference. Beamer ball really looks like it's working down there for in in in, in Columbia. That being said, Joe Milton did not have a good game this week. He did not. Uh, not twenty a great one. on stat line. Twenty-one for thirty-two. Not bad. Two hundred and thirty-nine yards passing. Okay. A touchdown. Yep. Yeah, sure, great. Two interceptions. Yeah. Spencer Rattler, however, 24 for 35, 169 yards uh, passing, one interception. That is terrible. Oof. Jalen Wright, though, for Tennessee, was also help, able to help out with their one with his one touchdown, 16 mm-hmm. carries, 123 yards. Same with Jabari Small, 11 carries, 59 yards, and a touchdown. And Dylan Sampson, 9 carries, 49 yards uh, rushing, and a touchdown there. So three ground rushing touchdowns in a game. Along with Mario Anderson. Uh, Mario Anderson for the Gamecocks, 10 carries, 101 yards, and a touchdown. And Spencer Rattler finding the – in zone, 11 carries, 19 yards, and a touchdown. Um, rushing exists in the SEC? I wouldn't know that. <laughs> I really wouldn't know that. <laughs> mm. um, heck of a game played by the Vols. They definitely need to get Joe Milton some help. Um, not even... I think Squirrel White, Dylan Sampson, and Jacob Warren are a heck of a receiving core, uh, but Joe Milton needs to stop going to the deep ball so much, I feel like. Just because he's a halfway decent intermediate passer, he just needs to be a little bit more patient before yep. you start scrambling. That being said, the team won 41-20 to despite a average game from Joe Milton. And a good, and a good uh, running attack as well for them so yeah 
Um, hey, bud. Um, there's one more thing I was going to talk about here. Uh, Tennessee was great on third down, seven for 15. They were one for one on fourth down when they went for it. Um, however, what I am concerned about is the two interceptions thrown by Joe Milton, obviously. Yeah. Uh, they don't dominate time possession, but they are better at running the ball this year. And that defensive front seven looks looks halfway decent. Oh, yeah. You know, defense looks a little bit more improved than what it was last year. So excited about that. Um, yeah, I I'm interested to see how Tennessee plays throughout the year. Uh, remember, one of the bigger rivalries is popping up. This month, the third Saturday in October, when mm-hmm. the Vols take a trip down to uh, Tuscaloosa to take on the Crimson Tide and Bryant-Denny. So we'll see how this game goes. Does Alabama get a little bit of revenge on Tennessee, or does Tennessee keep smoking them cigars and rolling on? Um, they roll over that tide down there. But, um, you know, I I, I, I was I – was, a little nervous right there at the beginning because mm-hmm. South Carolina was holding close. They held close with Georgia. Uh, yeah, so I, it's just – yeah, South Carolina is kind of touch and go here. Tennessee is a little, little nerve-wracking. We'll see. Um, speaking of Georgia real quick, do you mind if I go off on this rabbit hole? Go for it. Um, Georgia, what is going on, my guy? Kirby Smart, what's – I mean, they do not look like the number one team – that they were last year, and sometimes that just happens. You know who does look like a pretty darn good team? Michigan. Michigan, and um, horns down. Really? (laughs) Yeah. They beat Alabama. They don't have a loss. They are 5-0. Neither does Georgia. Neither does Georgia. Neither does Michigan. Yeah, but how many close games has Texas been in versus non-ranked opponents uh, from what Georgia's been in and Alabama? I think until Georgia takes a loss, they're they're going to hold on to that one spot. No I have a feeling what. that they, they yeah, I, I feel the same. Unless they walk into a bye week, I feel like that could also be one where yeah. they could drop off as well. Especially if Michigan has like a super dominating uh, or Texas has a super dominating game that week as well. That being said, AP poll doesn't matter. Uh, it it's literally just to help kind of keep track. Mm-hmm. Um, College football playoff ranking comes out what two weeks or three? It'll be at the end of this month. It's the I think it's like election day is when okay. it'll awesome. be it'll be at the end of this month, first of November. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what happens here with the SEC. The kind of going topsy turvy. You know, Georgia had a had a rough time against South Carolina, shut them out in the second half. Um, but then then they also had a rough time with Auburn, and Auburn had them on the ropes there for a little while. So. That is a Auburn team who fired their head coach halfway through the year last year. So, uh, yeah. Cole, we have to talk about it. We have to. Yeah, but we can be brief. We can absolutely be brief. <sighs> Just don't make it too brief. Ole Miss rushed the field after scoring 21 points in the fourth quarter to upset the LSU Tigers. 55-49 to 49 was the final score. Defense. Def- oh. Yeah, no. Oh, no. oh, is this Big 12 play? <laughs> yeah, I know. I was, after I saw the score this morning, because I didn't have service uh, where I was at, shout out uh, Matthew and Catherine Thomas. Uh, congrats on the wedding. Woo! Um, Mowage. Mowage. 
Um, but yeah, it prevented me from getting so beyond upset at this game. Um, LSU had a, I'm doing the math here real quick. Uh, what was that? 35, yeah, 33% chance. Um, no, LSU had a 99% chance to win this game. Um, our 92.7% chance to win this game with uh, eight minutes and 13 seconds left in the fourth quarter. And then it just started dropping. Um, and all of a sudden, it went from a 70.5% chance to win the game to a 99% chance to win the game the other way. Um, shout out to Jaden Daniels and Brian Thomas Jr. Um, not Malik Neighbors this game. Brian Thomas Jr. Jaden Daniels, 27 for 36, 414 yards passing, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Jaden, please never leave Death Valley. Don't graduate. Just, just stay, please. Uh, Jackson Dart battling right alongside him. Uh, 26 for 39, 389 yards passing, four touchdowns. When the two, arguably the two best quarterbacks in the SEC outside of anybody with the last name Ewers, uh, duke it out for four touchdowns and close to 700 yards or 800 yards through the air, heck of a game. Yeah. Um, I I, want to touch on this running back, though, because I think his name is so cool. Ulysses Bentley the fourth. Ulysses Bentley. What a freaking sick name. Nine yards, nine carries for 90 yards and a touchdown. That's freaking awesome. Oh, yeah. Ulysses Bentley. Oh, yeah. Quinshawn Judkins uh, led the team in touches and yards, 33 carries for 177 yards and a touchdown. And Jackson Dart also found the end zone for the Rebs, seven uh, for 50 and a touchdown. Logan Diggs, not Jaden Daniels, by two yards. <laughs> Logan Diggs, 19 carries, 101 yards rushing, Two touchdowns. Jaden Daniels, however, 15 carries, 99 yards, and a touchdown with a long of 55. However, he did lose a fumble. He lost a fumble. (laughs) John Emery Jr. did not find the end zone, but he also put up 23 yards on the game. However, uh, normally we don't really talk about wide receivers this game. Brian Thomas Jr., he went off. Eight receptions, 124 yards, three touchdowns. Malik Neighbors was right there with him. Eight receptions, 102 yards. LSU does not lack for weapons, okay? Jane Daniels can get the job done when we need to. We have Logan Diggs. He's being a stud at running back, more so than last year. Uh, and that's not a dig on John Emery by no means, but Logan Diggs is actually finding the end zone and putting up yardage at uh, running back for us. <sighs> um, these are rookie numbers, Cole. Come on yeah, now. Yeah, this, this, L- this was a defensive game. Yeah, LSU putting up 637 offensive yards. Come on, guys. Rookie numbers. Yeah, pump those we got to pump that and up. And then Ole Miss, what are you doing? 706 total offensive yards. Guys, got to pump those up. I'm batting. I need at least a 1,000, okay? Oh, yeah. Um, so the going- day that I see a 1,000 
offensive yards. For a single team? For a single team. Oh, God. What team did they play? And if they lost, too. If if a team puts up 1,000 yards in a game and loses... They need to shut down their football <laughs> yeah, program. They're done. They're cursed. That's 10 trips up and down. Like, there's, there's nothing. There's nothing. That's 70 points. That's Miami... Well, not this week. That's Miami Dolphins numbers. Yeah. Um, no. I... They also I wish gave, I could give you a very good. Go ahead and finish your thought. Before I was going to say they also deal. gave up 121 yards in penalties. 11 penalties for 121 yards. Yeah. Um, both teams were fairly even. Um, penalties killed the Rebs, but it didn't really matter. We had the same time possession, basically the same offensive output. Um, turnovers killed us. That one fumble that Jaden had, but I'm not putting this game on him. Not when this is the fifth performance in a row, essentially. Um, or no, excuse me, fourth performance in a row with four more our passing touchdowns. So, um, yeah, no, not pinning this on Jaden at all. Fair enough. Um, I'm in pain. Agreed. I'm in pain with you. This uh, not as much though, but well, yeah, um, yeah. I'm in Spain without the S. Uh, we've already used that. That was that was week two. Um, no, LSU took the L here. Uh, mm. I am in a glass case of emotion because Ole Miss scored 21 points in the fourth quarter, and all we could do was watch. It's fine. I'm fine. You're fine. We're fine. LSU falls to three and two, two and one in conference. We are no longer sitting at the top of the SEC West. But you're still ranked. But we are still ranked. Uh, LSU is third in the SEC West behind Texas A&M and Alabama. Owen, I'm done. Spiritual experience happened in Fort Worth, Texas. The West Virginia Mountain Ears down your 2022-2023 CFB runner-up, national championship runner-ups. <laughs> national championship game participants. Yes. The TCU Horned Frogs. We won! 24-21. The Mountaineers. No glory to the Hypnotoad. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Mountaineers are now 4-1. Neil Brown is 3-0 and down there in Fort Worth. 4-1 and against the Horned Frogs. Um, Neil Brown says, you know what? My job's in danger. I guess it's time for me to start winning. <laughs> Where was this, Neil? Where was this five years ago? Where was this two years ago? Three years ago? A year ago? Hey, those whiteout unis for y'all, sick. With the blue bottoms? Oh, yeah. Yes, very nice, very nice. Garrett Green, my man, finally come back, starting for this game. He's 10 for 21, 142 yards passing. And guess what, Cole? He was also the leading rusher. (laughs) 12 carries. 12 carries, 80 yards, two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. 
Uh, Chandler Morris for TCU was 23 for 41, 298 yards passing, and four touchdowns. No, oh, four God. Touchdowns. Not two, four touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Two touchdowns through the air. Uh, Garrett Green put the team on his back. Did not throw a pick, but did not throw a touchdown. C.J. Donaldson also had 22 carries for 61 yards and a touchdown. Um, W posted a second-half shutout, um, scoring 10 points unanswered in the second half to seal the deal in Fort Worth. Uh, TCU posted their 21 in the first and second. Uh, TCU was leading at halftime, and then WU answered the call and came back and rallied. Absolutely. Probably should have made it 28-21. to 21. Oh, y'all uh, should – what we were talking beforehand, mm-hmm. y'all should have had four interceptions. In should game. have had five interceptions. Our receivers dropped the ball. Our wide – or, our, excuse me, our receivers did drop the ball, but our defensive backs also dropped the ball. Um, Got to capitalize on those. But you know what? A win is a win. I don't care how ugly it looks. A win is a win. 24-21, the Mountaineers win. They get 343 total yards of offense, 142 of that through the air. 201 of that on the ground uh, compared to TCU, who had 400, 433 total yards of offense. Um, West Virginia was 4 for 13 on third down. They were 1 for 3 on fourth down compared to TCU, who was 6 for 16 on third down and 1 for 2 on fourth down. Um, West Virginia fairly uh, fairly disciplined in this game. Two two penalties for 10 yards. That's five penalties a yard. Great, wonderful. TCU had seven penalties for 39. No team turned the ball over, even though TCU should have had five interceptions. Um, but that's West the, Virginia. West Virginia should have had five interceptions. Should have had five interceptions. West Virginia should have had. TCU should have thrown. Yes. Got to it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. Uh, West Virginia also had a lead time of possession, 33, 33 and a half minutes. Um, overall, solid win. We are now 4-0 going into the bye week. Uh, we had some rough injuries this game. Aubrey Burks goes to the hospital, uh, carted off the field after an upper body neck injury. Uh, and then uh, Lathan, uh, Trey, uh, Travis, uh, Trey Lathan, Trey Lathan uh, has a nasty, nasty ankle injury, uh, lower body foot injury, who required immediate surgery this, today. Um, Jesus. So, more, so he's going to be out for the season. We'll see about Aubrey Burks. He was discharged from the hospital. Both of those guys had to stay in Fort Worth last night. Prayers up for them. Hopefully they can Absolutely. recover soon. Um, but my Mountaineers, they're 4-1. This is the first time since 2018 when Will Greer and David Seals and Gary Jennings were slinging that ball all up and down the field. Um, this is the first time since then, since 2018, that the Mountaineers have went on a four-game winning streak. We go into the bye week, and then the week that we travel to LSU, yeah, yeah. we um, we walk in and uh, we walk into Houston to take on the Houston Cougars. So should be a very easy path. Don't to don't 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 say don't, okay. Don't, I'm not going to say don't it. Don't say that. We take revenge on Dana Holgerson. Um, don't look past this game. Please don't make us look past this game, Cole. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's hard not to at this point, honestly, for the Mountaineers. I'm not looking at playoffs for y'all, but the other thing that is equally as impressive, maybe, possibly, um, all I'm going to say is you travel to Houston, mm-hmm. you host Oklahoma State at home. Yep. To me, that's you know two of two of these little things right there, um, and then you have six wins, and having six wins means something. That's all I'm going to say. 
Then we have to go down to the bounce house to see UCF. BYU comes into Morgantown uh, in early November. We travel to Norman to, to see the Sooners for yeah, the last right. for the last time in the Big Twelve. Um, then Cincinnati comes on home, and then we travel down to Waco to go see the Baylor Bears. Um, should be a very good rest of the season for the Mountaineers. Uh, for LSU, looking at the rest of their schedule, um, we take on Mizzou at Mizzou. Uh, then Auburn comes into Death Valley. We will be there for that game. They have still not announced whether it's not a night game or not. We should see that this week. Um, Army then comes into Death Valley. And then we go on by. Then we go to Bryant-Denny. Um, West Virginia currently ranks. Hey, Cole, do you remember where they picked West Virginia to finish in the Big 12? Uh, dead last. Dead last. You want to know where we're at right now? Uh, third? Third place, baby. Let's third go. place. Let's go ears. Bronze. Let's go, go ears. ears. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Go ears. Go ears. Um, go ears. Yeah. No, I think that's going to wrap us up here on the Panther Pod. Yep. Um, very good week as far as college football goes. Um, real quick, kind of like last parting shot here, USC, Colorado, uh, USC 48 points, Colorado 41. Yeah. I don't think Colorado, I think Colorado just had a fluke against Oregon. Um, yeah. Uh, Hey Cole, Hmm. since West Virginia beat TCU, Mm -hmm. I know what you're saying. And TCU lost to, they did, they did lose to Colorado. Mm Mm-hmm. Technically, that that point margin is you know better. Better was better. Yeah. So does that mean West Virginia is right there on, on Colorado's level? I'd say West Virginia is better than Colorado. Ooh, ooh! They got the numbers up. Yeah. Apparently, the, according to Jay in the booth, we uh, professional. Those are professional. They aren't rookie. They aren't rookie numbers. They're professional numbers. Look at that. Um, just quick tidbit too. If if I am not mistaken, this could have uh, when I was watching the game intently. Uh, I was kind of going back and forth, uh, but uh, the last thing I remember hearing about West Virginia's defense was um, we allowed one offensive yard. Our defense allowed one offensive yard against TCU in the uh, second half. Not second quarter, not fourth quarter, second half of the game. Third and fourth quarter, second yeah. half of the game. That'll happen. That that'll happen. Hey, but it's a great thing. It's a it's a great weekend to be a Mountaineer wherever you may be. Absolutely. Um, but with that, I get to roll into the bye week and soak it for a little bit more till we got a Thursday night game in Houston take on old Dana Holgerson. Um, so for that, I'm Owen Spelling. My name's Cole Connor. And thank you for joining, joining us in an elated, somewhat elated. Yeah. I'm sorry uh, for bringing down the vibes. No, you're fine. Again, like I said, we're just like your drink tonight. It's mixed, okay? <laughs> it's mixed feelings. It's mixed feelings going on here. Um so, yeah, uh, but for an elated or mixed feelings uh, here on the Panther Pod, uh, I'm Owen Spelling. My name's Cole Connor. Thank you for listening to the Panther Pod.